Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Thursday. This week is flying by really fast, and uh, we're getting closer and closer to the midterms. Yes, we are. Sort of interesting how the midterms and Halloween are so close together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're both frightful, but they I, I guess we get we get, we get candy with one. What do we get with uh, the midterms? We'll find out on November just the, 9th. Uh, it's just the bajoon <laughs> scared out of it. Is it? That's true. I guess you probably heard about this. Uh, the migrants are pouring in. And mm-hmm. and we were wondering where they were going. We're getting some a- answers now. For example, in New York City, you know, Eric Adams, the mayor, he was devastated when they were being dropped off at his doorstep initially. And that was only like, what, a month ago? Six right. weeks ago? Well, now they've built this massive tent city on Randall's Island, which is part of New York. It, it It's... A tent city, but they really aren't tents. They're like buildings that look like tents. They're right, huge. I've seen those, yeah. yeah. And all of them have neatly made beds, and all of them have a bank of phones that uh, the migrants can use to make unlimited international calls. They've got Xbox and PlayStation setups all over the place, so you're never lost for something to do. And they say that there's a four-day limit. They expect that and they'll stay for about four days and move on. But there's no limit, really. They're, that's just a guesstimate. If they want to stay longer, they can stay longer. As far as food goes, all the meals will be prepared for them. I'm thinking Why would they want to leave? That's, that's what I'm thinking, Bill. So then, you know, what we've done is we've created, we've, we've, we've brought them across the border. Yep. We've set up their own little community yes. where everything is catered and paid for. Yeah. So they wouldn't want to have to leave, but they will have to have some kind of governmental hierarchy. So I guess they will have to have their own elections and elect <laughs> officials amongst themselves. Yes. And then they will be entitled to uh, different things. It, and Ad- they're a permanent fixture at our expense. Adams Tent City, Eric Adams being the mayor of New York. I don't understand... Uh, why they're doing this. We have homeless people in New York who have difficulty finding places to stay. We have veterans who who are homeless, who can't find places to stay and have to scrounge for food to eat. We never did that for them because what the hell, they just served for our country and they got, they got wounded. Yep. Exactly right. The hell with them. But these immigrants, they came across the border illegally. Yep. And some of them are hardened criminals. Let's roll out the red carpet. The only good thing about this is if they're all in one spot, it's easy for them to be sent back. You know where they all are. That's the only positive I can think of. If they're all in one centralized location, you can grab them all up and ship them all back. You're assuming that we're going to send them all back. You're assuming that uh, Republicans are going to take control you're assuming that now that the election has already started and the early votes are in, mm-hmm. that uh, it may favor Republicans. But early voting never favors Republicans. What's that, what they, what's that they say about assuming? You make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I learned that in court one time, federal court at that, too. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah. and, and that's not the only place where they're doing this. They have shipped up a bunch of immigrants to the Boston area to a suburb called Methuen and the mm-hmm. mayor of Methuen was at a high school football game 
and he gets a phone call from one of his aides saying, uh, Mr. Mayor, we got a problem. They just unloaded a ton of it, uh, migrants at a day's in. I think it was a day's in. And they're not sure what to do with them. And so now the migrants are all staying at the days in on our dime for as long as need be. And this is probably happening all Everywhere. over the country. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, now, number one, uh, I see why Abbott, I see why DeSantis, you know, we're uh, shipping the migrants everywhere. Get them out of my backyard. They don't belong here. Uh, and they get shipped somewhere else. And, you know, you know, it's kind of funny. Ha ha. They went to New York. Funny. Ha ha. They went to Chicago because those two places deserved it. But the businesses that have to handle them, they don't deserve it. The, the, the good law abiding people there, the conservative at nature, you know, that didn't want this crap to begin with, they don't deserve it. So there's two sides to every coin. Uh, and it gets back to why are we, you know, accommodating we all these, these people? people over the border? Yeah. Uh, I can't understand why we're doing this, except uh, he has no plans to stop it, really. No, he doesn't. So, you know what? You know, if we're going to ship them anywhere, ship them to the Capitol, drop them right there on the porch mm. of Washington, D.C., and uh, they can build tents on the. Uh, on uh, the White House lawn. Yep. They have a mall right in front of the, uh, the well, White House. Well, there you go. Put, Just, it, put it there. That's where they all need to go. That would look great. And uh, Biden can come down and, and talk to his new constituents. And, you know, it's got to hurt the hotel's long-range business. Because when the migrants finally leave, what will have happened to their steady business? Well, it's, it's gone. And you know, what will have happened to the hotel, the rooms? Because... You ever get to a hotel and you're going, eh, this room's not up to par. You say something about it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying migrants are messy people or anything like that, but what do they care about that hotel and the condition of it and how they leave it? When you're a truck driver and you've been using a hotel week in and week out for a long period of time, and all of a sudden you find that uh, the hotel is packed with uh, uh, a bunch of uh, migrants, illegals, uh I would imagine you'll find another place to to park your truck, or yeah, or or um, a, a way station, or just a uh, you know one of those uh, road stops where you can pull the truck in and sleep in your cab. Yeah. Well, I don't know where this is going or when this is going to end. Uh, he's full of excuses. People have said, uh, you know, uh, well, we're working on stopping this. All he has to do is finish the wall and send them back to to Mexico, where they came from, and, and let Mexico send them back to the countries they came from. I mean, it's not like it's a, a, a big thing that he has to figure out. Uh, how do we get rid of this uh, migrant problem that I've started? Well, you just continue with the wall, finish the wall, and then uh, enforce the laws, send them back. But uh, they don't. he doesn't want to do it. He, this is all intentional on the part of this administration. Everything that's happening right now is intentional. It's not a mistake. It's not something that he stumbled into. They planned this. You know, the Democrats were for the wall in 2005. They were for sending illegals back in 2005 and 2006. Right. Somewhere along the line, as they changed as a party, and they did change as a party,
They are now a socialist party. They are now, some would say, even a communist party. Ooh, that makes a lot of people on the left cringe. We're not communists. You're a socialist, I'll tell you that much. You know, you look at the uh, this hemisphere and uh, what's going on, Venezuela, uh, Brazil down there. Uh, we are becoming socialists down there. Uh, we've, uh, we've flushed away our religious values. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the bad in our society is taking over. You made a good point. We are uh, a country that was based on 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 uh, Christian values, right? You know, and we have we've uh, walked away from them as a country over the right. past few decades, and I think it's something we've got to go back to pretty darn fast, or we'll, we're never going to be able to return. Well, you know, but you look like, like I said, you, you look down south and see what's happening there. Uh, I'm wondering if, you know, there's a threshold to everything and there's a point of no return. Mm -hmm. Has this portion of the world gotten to the point of no return? I hope not. I'd like to think that, that all the damage that has been done is fixable, but the longer it goes on, the harder it'll become to fix it. You know, if we don't fix it today, it'll be harder tomorrow. And if yeah. we don't fix it tomorrow, it'll be really harder the day after. And well, like I would say that the midterms uh, are pivotal. If we don't fix it during the midterms, kiss you goodbye. If they, if they play with the elections again this time, and I, I think they're going to. I keep looking, by the way, at all these different headline stories uh, on the Internet, and they're talking about how it looks like a red wave. It looks like it's going to be a positive for the Republicans. And I, those stories kind of make me cringe because I thought Trump was going to win in a landslide, and I do think he did win in a landslide. But I also think that the elections were stolen. Absolutely. I mean, I've made the point before, and I'll make the point again. They never proved that it wasn't stolen. When we said the election was stolen, all they did was say, no, it's not. And they doubled down on it. And then they came back and said, well, where's your proof? Okay, we'll go in and we'll do a forensic analysis. No, you're not. It, it, it's not stolen. Show us why you want to do that. Well, wait a minute. You know, you, okay, if we have to show you our proof. You show us your proof. Yeah. You And you show us that it wasn't stolen. I can't do that. No, I agree. I agree. But they don't think they have to. That's the whole thing, Bill. They don't think, they think that we have to go along with their belief that it wasn't stolen. But there's a double standard with these people. All the time, there's a double standard. And um, at some point, this has got to stop. You know, everything that's happening in our country, everything that's going on, all the craziness, the drag shows at uh, elementary schools. I mean, to even think that that's a topic of conversation that has to be discussed is just mind-boggling to me. This is something which is beyond my comprehension. When I was a kid... Uh, you'd be arrested for hanging around a school dressed like that. Mm -hmm. But now they invite him in to do these, these shows. And then they're, they're very sexual, by the way, 
right. their performance. They, they had a uh, they had a, a brunch. I forgot where it was. I think it was in El Paso. It was someplace in Texas, of all places. Right. And this this brunch was uh, food. You know, I guess breakfast or lunch with drag queens performing. And these drag queens were lifting their skirts, grabbing their crotch, and there was no limit on the age. I mean, you could have little people there as long as they were being accompanied by an adult. And it amazes me, by the way, when I see videos of these things, how many people are there smiling and giggling. And I'm thinking, you're a moron. You're a moron to encourage this. What has happened to our morality in just the past 10 years? Because if you were to talk about this 10 years ago, whoever was guilty of doing that would have been dragged away and locked up in jail. Yeah. Now, you know, you've got the left, which is the party of the people. Hey. Lewd, and they encourage it. Lewd and lascivious. They, those are two words used, they used to be used in the law. You could arrest somebody for lewd and lascivious acts. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you mentioned your your friend Stacey Abrams. You know, there was uh, well, she did the the, the debate the other night, mm-hmm. which she didn't do well on. But uh, apparently, one of the moderators there for the debate sat there and asked the question, you know, how is Stacey Abrams behind when she is on the side of the public? <clears throat> you can't ask that question. That that know. is an unfair statement. She she had a ridiculous uh, response to inflation. Uh, I, I, it wasn't on the debate, but it was on an interview shortly after. I think it was yesterday. Oh, uh, that abortion is actually uh, an economic issue? Yeah. He, yeah. Well, here's what she said. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Can you believe this? She's, by the way, she's uh, doesn't have any children. Not that that's a big deal. There are a lot of very good and decent people who don't. But uh, she's saying there, if you can't decipher the gobbledygook that she says, she's saying that you should be able to abort babies because they're expensive. Yeah. And she's one of the people that uh, she doesn't want to give a term limit on when you can um, abort. Oh, I know. There are many, many Democrats now who are campaigning with a non-limit bill. You know, right? Well, they want it. They want. They have to because they didn't. The public is going. No, no, no. There's got to be a term on it. So to sell their agenda, they have to go with the no limit, and they have to tie it to the economy, which is one of the number one drivers in the election. They're going well. You know. We got to take control of it, and yeah, they're they're talking about how the Democrats have blown their lead. Mm-hmm. But there's two weeks, and the Democrats are pretty good with words. Words matter. They will take uh, a subject matter, a, a narrative, and they will find a fancy word well, to disguise their their true intents. Their big thing right now. They haven't got much to uh, to talk about because. Prices are through the roof. We are having shortages of food. By the way, there's even a shortage, would you believe, they don't talk about this, on baby food. It's still a shortage. It still right. exists. It's still hard to find. 
But well, they're saying it's a manufacturing problem now. It's not what it was before, and it's not going overseas and yada this and yada that. Hey, it didn't happen two years ago. You know, manufacturing no, problem. It didn't. This, this is uh, uh, something which is part of the whole picture. This isn't everything is connected here. If you listen to the White House, you know, we're saving money. We're saving so much money on average. Uh, for the American people, what about five hundred bucks because of the lower gas prices, thanks to the strategic reserve? Yeah, I got no? a, I got some audio from Joe on that in a second, but I wanted to play for you, Nancy Pelosi. They're talking about in the campaigns. They're talking about abortion. That's the issue they're trying to sell. Oh yeah, they're they're going to hammer that all the way through. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to say that the topic, which is important to only 5% of the population right now. That's based upon a New York Times poll. That's right. the issue they want to talk about. They want to bring that issue home. Listen. So let's talk about rising inflation concerns along with crime, giving momentum, new momentum to Republicans after the Democrats were closing the gap, the historic gap. Yes. So after the Supreme Court ruling, there was huge outrage. That has seemed to subside, at least among overriding concerns. Despite all the legislative accomplishments, and I, I want to cite them, I want to you know, say it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message, why do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is okay. to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You just cite one poll, but all the others. It's also the real clear politics average. Yeah. Showing I can tell you uh, that women's concerns about their freedom are very, very much still very significant in terms of how they will vote. In fact, 80% of people who care about a woman's right to choose say they will vote, they will determine who they vote for. So again, uh, why? That's uh, Nancy Pelosi babbling on. You know, that, did you hear the question? That was Andrea Mitchell, I believe, who yeah. had the question. Talk about kissing her ass kissing, is what she was Exactly doing. right. Kissing butt. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, the wonderful things you and the president have done and all the things. Horse crap. I mean, horse crap. Look around you. The wonderful things this president has done. No security, no gas, inflation. Oh, those are great things, you fathead. By the way, Andrea Mitchell is a multimillionaire, and I'm sure she hasn't noticed much of a difference when she's chauffeured back to her mansion. Uh, in the meantime, the average Joe is sweating how they're going to pay for their their oil heat in uh, in February. Well, Andrea Mitchell can't see six feet in front of her, so she would have no idea what shape the world is in today. She is in a fossil that uh, should be not on the air. Yeah, well, she she is, and I think as long as as long as they can keep her propped up, because she just loves the left. But, you know, Nancy is telegraphing what the Democrats are going to do. Well, I think, you know, the 80% of the women, you see, they're taking numbers out there. Okay. 80%, 80% of what women, what women, okay. Mm -hmm. They can take, they can take a, you can take a rock and boil it down to a pebble, but you're sitting there talking about that pebble and as, as if it's the whole and say 100% or 90% of my constituents, that pebble you know, want this mm -hmm. and they're going to show up at the polls 
And that right there in and of itself will give them all the justification they need to sit there and cook those numbers and manipulate the numbers. And where they're going to do it, I believe, is is in the mail-in votes. I think I might have mentioned this to you yesterday, but in Chicago, you have to be fully vaccinated to be a poll watcher now. Fully vaccinated. So if you are somebody who is on the, on the right and you were going to be a poll watcher, but you only got like two of the four shots because you're not fully vaccinated. Uh, yeah, and it's too late to get the rest of the shots. That's right. You're, you're out of it, pal. You know, plan on staying home. Um, Biden was talking with the press yesterday about all the great things that are happening with uh, with fuel. He, I guess you heard that he's, he's uh, going to release another 15, was it 15 right. million barrels of, uh, of oil from... Uh, the emergency oil reserves, right? Which is, which is amazing because they don't talk about this in the media. But okay, what happens when it's empty? Okay, I mean it's it's a finite amount of fuel. So we talk about another ten or fifteen million barrels. What happens when we've run out? Well, they don't care because if you go back to twenty twenty. Uh, there was a, a point where we were going to refill these strategic reserves. We were going to put oil back in it. But it was the damn Democrats said, ah, we don't And you know how much that. we were going to pay for it for a barrel? $24 a barrel. Yeah, now, but now the Democrats said no. Yeah, but now it's going for $70 a barrel. So well, we, the Democrats know what what they're doing here. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. This, this. The only reason the gas prices are lower right now, and thanks to the strategic reserve, is they want to run out that strategic reserve. They don't want there to be any gas there. We don't want to produce gas. They want to push their green agenda. They want us to go electric. They know we can't do it, but they got to sit there and break the damn system. That is a sinister plot on their part. Talk about to completely run out of oil. Oh, well, you know what? Where's my proof? Well, prove that you're not doing that. Yeah. Prove prove me wrong. Yeah. Boy, that No, no, I no, no. They want to run it out. They You know, they good, good want us crippled. Good people don't think that way, but actually I mean actually what you just said there may be some truth to it. Oh, they, there ain't no maybe. They that may, is the truth. They may want to drain the oil reserve so we have nothing, but here's the problem. All of our military vehicles run on fuel. That oil reserve was for the military. But yes, it was. And and who said the United States needs to be taken down a notch or two? Obama. Well, you got that right. Well, there you go. You know, and you trace it forward. They're tearing this country down. Why? <laughs> Here's what Biden said to uh, the oil companies yesterday. The oil companies is this. You're sitting on record profits and you're and we're giving you more certainty so you can act now to increase oil production now. The third thing I'm uh, doing, think about that for a second. OK, he's saying to the oil, co- oil companies, we're giving you some more certainty so you can increase oil oil production now. Uh, Why? What what kind of certainty are you giving? Listen, what, here's what here's what Peter Ducey said to Karine Jean Pierre. So you're asking oil companies to further lower gas prices. What 
makes you think that they are going to listen to an administration that is ultimately trying to put them out of business. How, how is the administration trying to put them out of business? She is a fathead, by the way. She's a nice, you know maybe what? a nice young lady, but she's a fathead. You know, uh, I, I gave her a lot of slide, a lot of break and everything yeah. like that. But she is a disgrace to her race. And she is so damn dumb that they need to get rid of no, her. But, you know, no. she sits there she's and a, she takes it and sells it. She's, a pro- smile. she's appropriate for this president. She, she is the perfect spokesperson for this president. If he's a nummy, <laughs> then she is too. Well, you know? you know what? They're both disgraced to their skins. Uh, and that's, that's all there is to it. I am embarrassed that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. I didn't vote for him. I don't think. And I don't name. think a lot of people did. And I am embarrassed that nobody wants to stand up and finally say, you know, I didn't actually vote for, for this. What the hell is this clown doing there? As he was leaving the room yesterday, one of the reporters said, is this political re- releasing all this oil? Listen. What is your response Ooh. to Republicans who say you are only doing this SPR release because to help Democrats in the midterms? Where have they been the last four months? That's my response. Is it politically motivated, sir? This no, it's three not. weeks before the midterms. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? It's not politically motivated at all. It's motivated to make sure that I continue to push on what I've been pushing on. And that is making sure there's enough oil that's being pumped by the companies so that we have the ability to be able to produce enough gas that we need here at home, oil we need here at home, and at the same time, keep moving in the direction of providing for alternative energy. That's what I've been doing. Now, the problem is these guys are asleep. I don't know where they've been. And they seem, you know, the price at the pump should reflect what the price of a barrel of oil costs. Okay, so he's sitting there saying, you know, he's trying to get these guys to pump and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are the wells now? Where, where are the wells? They're probably they they're probably from? capped. <laughs> they're the, they're probably. Well, we we don't have any production in this country. Oh, well, why would that be? Oh, yeah, the, the guy by the name of Joe Biden put a stop to that. We have our offshore leases, you know, with within the 12 mile range of our shoreline there's a lot of oil reserve all around this nation oh wait we shut them down yeah we shut all those down we shut we shut the pipelines down we've found new reserve oil reserve we've got more oil in our land than anywhere else on the globe but joe shut it down so it's like, joe it's like what peter Ducey said if you're an oil company What's your motivation to increase productivity? Why would I want to invest millions of dollars into increasing more fuel when when your goal is to knock me out of business, is to shut me down? Well, yeah, or they got to produce it somewhere else, which means, yeah, there's infrastructure elsewhere, but there are leases and everything else. So no matter how Joe is telling them to do it, it's an expensive proposition and we are no longer dependent. We are reliant on foreign soil. How got, stupid is that? Got a question. Let's say that the Republicans win in November. For the next two years, do you think we're going to get uh, the media hopping all over them 
everything that's happening wrong in our country is their fault. It's the Republicans who are causing the inflation. It's the Republicans who aren't insuring the borders. All of these things are going to be dropped in their lap so they can win in 2024. Well, the media is not going to sit there and change, uh, change suits, you know, change colors. Uh, they, uh, they can't, they can't afford to maybe the MSNBC, not the MSNBC, but the Fox and the, uh, uh the OAN and whatever, yeah, Newsmax. You know, those, yep. uh, yeah, Newsmax, they'll be going, Oh, okay, good. But the MSNBCs, you know, the morning Joe and all of that, they're going to, Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. What they did when Trump got in and they're going to be the nattering nabobs of negativism. And they're going to sit there and be touting of how the election was stolen by an evil dictator. And they will sit there for two years trying to unravel everything that you, every other talk show has done, political talk show, every conservative did to go and change this election because they knew the last one was stolen. They are going to sit there and rally and go, well, it's not my president. This is not, or they'll say, this is not my Congress. This is not my Senate. They were not voted for. They were appointed. They're, they're going to lie through their teeth. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, it's not gonna nothing's be- going to happen. Well, I'm hoping that this group of Republicans who go into office in November, or actually in January, right? Uh, I'm hoping that they are what they say they're going to be. They're going to be vigilantes. They're going to go out there and they're going to make a difference. They're not going to fall in line with the um, the rhinos that are already sitting in Congress, who are already uh, you know screwing us all up. You know, in in the Senate, I'd love to see them get a uh, a strong if if they win the Senate. I'd love to see them have a new majority leader, and not Mitch, because Mitch is the consummate uh, Washington swamp dweller, in my opinion. He is not on our side. Mitch is on his side. you got to vote, but you got to realize it ain't over when you voted. Now you got to give all the support you can um, and back up your vote and, and be prepared to sit there and stand up and protest. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it because you got the MSNBCs and the CNNs and the whatnots, and they're going to be out there really spewing their ugliness. And the only way to hit them, uh, a guy by the name of John Schneider, an actor, sat there and, and, and said it. Uh, he was walking around doing his little video, and he goes, you know, Hollywood answers to one thing, and that's their pocketbook. He goes, and that's what you got to do. You got to quit going to their films and their yep. movies. Yep. Well, you know what? If they're sitting there touting these stories of negativism, and you can do that now, well, you sit there and go, I really do like that product they're advertising. Don't buy it. If you question the effectiveness of that approach, I refer you to how Netflix uh, has had problems in the past six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were getting very, very woke, and they were doing things that were driving a lot of their customers nuts. So... Tens of thousands of them dropped the service, so much so that they they really saw it in the bottom line, and and they've gone through a revamp, a, a rethinking of their approach. They're now doing more mainstream stuff again, and they've kind of uh, tapped down on the wokeness, if if you know what I mean. 
Right. You, you've heard of the trickle-down theory. Well, you know what? Take your take your disdain for what's going on. Yep. Go to their sponsors and let it trickle up to them. You know, if the lo- if the loss, their loss of your money trickles up to them, they may get the message or they're going to stick their real ugly head out and you're going to see the head of the beast and you'll know what to cut off. Another company that's gone through the same thing is Disney. They've, yeah. they've gone through a, 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 a bit of a uh, financial uh, backslide, if you know what I mean, because they were getting very, very woke and a lot of their people are people who lean towards the right. And a lot of them figured, well, hey, you know, I don't really need that vacation at Disney World anymore or Disneyland. Um, we'll pass. We'll we'll stay home. We'll go someplace else, someplace that will appreciate us as people, not just mm-hmm. take our money and then spend it on their values. Yeah, yeah, and and I really I look at Disney and I and and I hang my head. You and I both have a, I, I believe we both work with the same guy, but uh, yeah. Who's, who's a higher up in Disney? Uh, he right. started out. He started out as an engineer. And then good guy, good guy, really good guy. Yeah, you'd love to go to his house at Christmas because he set up the villages. He actually would start in the summer with all the villages and the trains, and his his whole house was a Christmas display. He, he was loved. A, he was a program Christmas. manager for yeah. one of the radio stations that we both worked at. And uh, he was a gentleman. He got, a, and he ended up leaving radio and going to work for for Disney. Well, yeah, actually, they owned um, they owned the company that we worked for. That's true. And then you know, got into ABC and the Disney and the whole nine yards. So he was able to parlay that job into a pretty good thing at Disney, and uh, which was kind of nice, you know, if you wanted to go to Disney. It, it, you know, drop an email or call the guy up. Of course, I knew a few people. It used to be. Yeah. Everyone goes, do you still have contacts at Disney? And I'm going, sadly, no, I don't. Well, you got a friend there. I'm going, sadly, I haven't talked to them in years. Yeah. You know, you know he, a lot of good people work for Disney. A lot of good no. people work for Netflix. And But you got to wonder how they put up with the crap that goes on well, in that company. You know, it's because they got to pay their bills. I mean, yeah. I hate this. I mean, it boils, it becomes very personal, personal for everybody. It's a matter of, okay, I got a job. I don't like what the boss is doing or where, where they're sending the corporate funds and what things they're talking. I'm sure there are people, by the way, in the NFL and all these woke uh, professional sports leagues who feel the same way. You know, well, you know, a lot of companies, they start out with good intent. They start out with good intent. And they do great things. And people go, boy, I'd really love to work for that company. But then they get inside. And because of the uh, the money they make and the power that goes with it and what they have to do to protect that power, yeah. an evil takes over and consumes the good. That's and true. I, and by the and, way, I think that what's happening in our society right now is a battle between good and evil. I think it is as real as that. I think it's an unseen war that we're experiencing in this country. Right. And this goes back to what we were talking about. This goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning about we were a country founded on Christian values and how that has gone away that we've walked away from that. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying you, me, the people that we're talking to are good people. 
Now, you may or may not go to church. You may or may not be spiritual, but you have good core values today. And your kids, you're bringing them up, and they have, for the most part, good core values. But then you look at the evil that has consumed, you know, and rotted and festered inside of our government, and it's bad. And now that's filtering out and getting into the schools, you know, and uh, I don't care, like I say, um, if you want to use a pronoun. I I think we're getting carried away with it. I don't care about your orientation, but I think we're getting carried away with it. That kind of bothers me a bit, the pronoun stuff. You know, it bothers me a lot. You know, I, you, we have th- how, how necessary is it? Yeah, uh, but you know, if you're one of these people on the left that says, "Well, you know, uh, people should be able to come into our country. They should be able to experience the American experience. We shouldn't be so limiting. We should al- allow them in." That's all well and good, but you know what's happening while we're doing this, and they don't talk about this at all. Thousands of those immigrants are dying in the deserts of Mexico trying to get here. Thousands of them are trying to come across the border and not making it. And That's you know, not American. We, that, that is an American. You're absolutely correct. That is not American. But Joe, And Joe knows it. And all of his staff and his administration, they know what's going on because— you know, the Border Patrol probably tells them, you know, Mr. President, for every migrant that comes, for every five migrants that come across, we're losing two, you know. But it doesn't make a difference to them, and that's evil. That is evil on their part to allow that to happen. Well, it's not American, and it's not Christian, and it's not Catholic, and it's, it's, it is not faith at all. Any kind of faith you have. You know, I know atheists that have even as and i say they have a good moral core uh you know to them uh, i i know a guy that doesn't believe in god but he is he and he's got his idiosyncrasies but he loves his children he raises his children he protects his children and he does the things that he should do he does lack faith yes he does but the evil that is being that's permeating in our government goes way beyond faith, but we've lost our core values. We've lost our Christianity. We've lost our faith and we're losing our will. You know, what's made us so great as a country, I believe is that we adhered to those, those values. We were a solid nation built upon Christian values And, and to walk away from that, leaves us like a, a boat that isn't tied to the dock. Do you know what I'm saying? We had we were tethered to the dock before, and we knew where we came from. But now we're, we're adrift. Throughout time, there's always been a, co- a code, a moral code, uh, you know, some very fundamental basics that you knew to go by, and it was your rudder for your ship at sea. We've lost that rudder. Yep. We're just out there. Floating along aimlessly in the storms of life. And if and I hear Joe are. say one more time, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a practicing Catholic. Or, He's or, or a Nancy. practicing idiot. He, he is not a practicing Catholic, period. I don't care whether you see him go into the church every Sunday or Saturday or whatever. I don't care. It's, it's how you live your life that tells me what kind of person you are. And for him to so adamantly, he's out there waving the abortion flag. 
right? And he's mm-hmm. telling everybody that, listen, if you vote for Democrats and we take back the, or we, or we continue to hold Congress, I'm going to codify Roe and I'm going to make it so it uh, has no limits. And this is a guy who tells everybody he's a practicing Catholic. Believe me, in Catholicism, abortion is not something that, that they believe in. They're, they're pro-life. They are pro-life. So if he's a Catholic, he and he says he's a real Catholic, he can't be doing what he's doing. And by the way, any priest who gives him communion should should have uh, a good talking to at least. I'm not saying they should lose uh, their authority to be a, a, a priest, but it's going against everything that they taught us. And by the way, if it's something that regular Catholics have to follow. If, they, if they're if they saying in the, in the pulpits that we're pro-life to, to regular Catholics and they expect you to follow it, why shouldn't he follow it? Is it different because well, he's president? True. You know, I, I think we've had, I think we've been misled though, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of politicians, all of our politicians have always sat there and uh, used the ma- mantra that in God we trust. And they, 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 well, we want to pray for them. You know, do you really, do you really, you know, do you really pray? You say you do, you're the president of the United States. You tout that you're a Christian, but, uh, and you might, you might do a photo op going into a church, but do you really believe what you say you believe, or is it all an act? His whole life is an act. Every time he does a speech, he talks about something which is a we can we all know it's a fictional story, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'd rather I'd rather a president that's elected be honest, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's what you can do for this country. Um, is Trump uh, uh, a morally sound guy? I'm sure he's had his indiscretions. Probably uh, not as many as Joe has had because, you know, you see him sniffing. You see him with a full-on kiss with a woman that's not his wife. You see him sniffing little girls and, you know, coddling little kids. And that's now. That's not years ago. That's happening every day. He gets an opportunity. You see him at, uh, you know, the the, uh, vice presidential White House uh, where he's, uh, you know, walking around the halls nude. Yeah. Or he's out in the pool nude. The man is not what he pretends to be. Yeah. The Secret Service, by the way, in case you didn't know, they used to call him, his code word when he was vice president was Cobra. They they would say, Cobra, 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 Cobra's on the loose. And when they said that, that was uh, a warning to other Secret Service agents that uh, President Biden was walking around the mansion naked. But comparing Trump to him, you know, Trump may have had some indiscretions, but I do believe he's got some faith to him, and oh, yes. he understands uh, what this country is, what it's about, and I think he is saddened. No, pre- by, Bill, no president in recent years has done more for for pro life than President Trump. Yeah, well, you know, and and they're attacking again. Of course, we talked about the uh, the, the famous P tapes, and that was all fake, and we know that now. It was all it was all crap. But you know, that came from the uh, only from the mind of Hillary, which yeah. would tell you a lot about where that came from. Now they're sitting there going, you know, everything that was going on with Garland, the FBI, the top secret do- secret documents. 
which, you know, is pretty much we hey. know that they made up stuff and everything is all a bunch of BS. Now, the question is presented by the Rolling Stone. Uh, did Trump leave top secret documents yeah. laying on the bar in a hotel? They're not done yet, by the way. I don't know if you heard this or not. Corrupt Justice Department prosecutors believe they have enough evidence to bring obstruction of uh, justice charges yeah. on Trump. Obstruction. They, they won't leave him alone. See, they got to keep. No. They got to keep attacking him because he's too much of a threat. He's they too- say that they are going to make him so unelectable by 2024. Yep. Why are they doing that? That is that that is an admission that this has nothing to do with anything that he did that's illegal. This has everything to do with politicizing and taking uh, taking out somebody uh, with lies and attacks. Well, if they if they are successful and they knock Trump out of the uh, number one slot for the presidency in 2024, they're going to run into this guy, I think. So you got to be right on the issues. You got to understand that the stakes are high. You got to use common sense. You got to have a good vision and stand for the right things. But in this day and age, there is no substitute for courage. You have to be willing to go out there knowing that they are going to come after you. And it's not just people like me who's governor. If a parent speaks out at a school board meeting, you know, they were going to mobilize the FBI to go after the parents uh, going to school board meetings. If you have other folks involved and get out to vote, all this stuff, you could absolutely be targeted. You could be smeared by the media. You could be smeared by the left. But these are sacrifices we just have to make because it's too important not to. That's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the bullpen. He's and you know they're looking at attacking him. They 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 need to bring Trump down as far as they can. They have their eyes on him. They're building up their their war campaign against the guy and they're building up their war campaign against you and me and the things that we read and the things and, and any kind of knowledge base we have to the truth. They want to change. The, the Biden administration right now is going after Amazon. And what they want them to do mm-hmm. is they want to censor them on um, books that oh, well, yeah, I saw the that. administration doesn't agree with. They yeah. disagree with it. And, you know, Amazon is, is cooperating. Uh, yeah. I was watching Tucker Carlson's show last night, and he said they have a request into Amazon for a list of all the books that they're censoring. And Amazon... Uh, avoided the issue until I think they they released a, a one-line sentence saying Amazon follows all applicable laws or something like it was a very generic one line that was it, it and it you know they're going to be attacked for it they're going to they're going to see now like I said you got to attack the beast in its pocketbook because the beast will hit Amazon and hit you in the pocketbook so you got to give it a taste of its own medicine. I want to play a couple more things before uh, we close this show out. We're going to move away just a little bit uh, to to vaccines, okay? Um, I found this audio clip. This is Bill Gates. He was being interviewed by, I believe, Nora O'Donnell, okay? And this is uh, recent. And he was asked, how good are the vaccines? And 
he had a hard time answering. Listen. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So are these vaccines safe? Well, the, uh, the FDA not being pressured will look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators uh, and their current guidance on this if they stick with that is is very very appropriate uh and you know the it the, the 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 side effects were not super severe that is it didn't cause permanent health problems for better than i do but the bill bill the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic. Where you know it's just you know super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I I I think will do a good job of that. Wow, that's Bill Gates. Talk about stuttering and stammering and having a difficult time answering uh, the question. A lot of them are having a problem. Fauci, you know, uh, was asked about. Uh, about whether or not he required the the schools to be closed because of the vaccinations and because of the pandemic. And uh, here's what he said. Was it a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were? I think in some case, I, w- I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Was it, was it, uh, it uh, too high a price? Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids so far. But with much less than the older population, obviously. Oh, of course. But you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children. So it isn't without consequences. If you go back, And I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open. No one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing to do. I mean, mean, let's get down to the facts. Okay, listen, that that guy's a chameleon, okay? Yes, he is. That guy, he will change with the wind. You just heard him say... He had nothing to do with the closing of the schools. Well, listen to this. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down Mm. temporarily Mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, Obviously, we would have shut down earlier. There are those who say you shut down your destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, 
Why didn't you shut down two weeks earlier? But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How could we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator. Okay, the guy's a liar, okay? I mean, yeah, he is. What can I say? You heard him say in one clip, I wasn't responsible for shutting down the schools. And then I just played for you line after line of him saying he was responsible and it was a, it was a good thing to have done. And what amazes me is these guys just had the audacity to go on television, go in interviews and, uh, and say whatever they think is appropriate for the moment, for the moment, as if, as if there isn't any other tape out there that we can refer to. You know, they don't realize there's something called uh, video recordings or audio yeah, the recordings. The problem is, is that um, he has the media on, on his side. Well, he will continue being the way he is, I think. And I think the media will continue to cover his fanny. Uh, a lot of people on the left think of him as godlike. <laughs> he's he's godlike. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, my God, he's a man to be revered. He's been a government employee since the early 1980s. He's the highest paid government employee in the United States of America. He well, makes more honest. money than the president. I'll be honest. When I hear Dr. Fauci's name, I think of uh, God. I think, oh, God. Yeah, I know. Hey, well, another thing, um, a former speechwriter for uh, President Bush, a guy right. named David uh, Frum, he wants the United States to seize Elon Musk's satellites, the Starlink system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he thinks that we have the right to do that. Uh, the what? guy has spent billions and billions of dollars putting this system in place. He's giving free access to it to the Ukrainians. He's had some technical issues. Uh, it's, it's not perfect. Okay. Uh, it's an, what it is, Starlink is essentially satellite internet so that people around uh, the world in certain areas can have access to the internet without having a, a direct hookup. It's, it's quite impressive. And he did it, Elon Musk. And he had some technical issues. And what they're, they're saying is because Musk came out last week and had recommended a peace between Russia and the Ukraine, and in that peace that he recommended, it leaned more towards the Russians, they said. Uh, the Russians would be more, uh, there'd be more benefit to the Russians if they went along with the Elon Musk peace uh, idea. So now he's on their, their, their list. Yes. And uh, so Frum says, hey, let's just seize, we'll pay him for it. We'll give him a fair price, but let's seize that uh, whole system and make it ours. It would be like saying, uh, let's seize General Motors because uh, we didn't like uh, something they said in one of their commercials. We'll make it ours. Well, you know, that's what countries do. They sit there and they go, you know what? Uh, we've outgrown uh, our land. We need that piece of ground over there. Uh, you know, hence uh, looking at China saying they want sure. Taiwan. It's theirs anyway. We're going to take it. We're going to annex it. 
Well, I guess now what we're basically saying is that part of our territory happens to be outer space. Yeah. Boy, once they open up that can of worms, can you imagine China? But you made an interesting point. We've been seizing stuff throughout our history. It's called eminent domain. Yes. We we go along and say, well, we want to put uh, rail tracks through this property or a highway through this property. I'm sorry. We're going to pay you for it, but we're seizing it. Yeah, and ours. what they call a fair price is never what you have invested oh, in it. it never, no, never. You're, you know, I mean, you know, go go buy a case of Vaseline. You're going to need it. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Um, interesting story out of New York. I don't know whether you heard about this. Uh, an Emmy Award-winning ABC News journalist who broke several high-profile national security and terrorism-related stories has gone missing since the FBI reportedly seized classified information from his laptop during a raid on his Virginia home. This is according to published reports. James Gordon Meek, a 52-year-old investigative reporter and producer of Hulu's acclaimed documentary 3212 Unredacted, has not been seen in public since heavily armed federal agents raided his penthouse apartment in Arlington, in April, uh, this is according to the Rolling Stone. So this is a guy who was putting out some pretty effective documentaries, probably very truthful, and it struck a, a nerve somewhere. So the FBI raided his place, took his stuff, and all of a sudden he's disappeared. Boy, that that, that goes back to Boy Clinton and uh, the 80s and tentacles of the octopus, it almost it? sounds like. Wow. Newspaper reporter that uh, finds some of the dirty deeds uh, of the government, and all of a sudden tells his wife, I got the story of a yeah. lifetime. I'm going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to get up yes. and drive from uh, wherever it was. That's a great uh, story. I know what you're talking about, too. That, that really happened. Yes, Morgantown, yep. drive back to Pittsburgh, work for the Post-Gazette, and people that were around then that worked for the Post, they will not talk about the damn story. Well, that had Because some- the guy woke up dead yes. the next morning. Well, he committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, he committed suicide, and I guess it was yeah. such a suicide yes. that the coroner showed up and ordered the body destroyed before there could be an autopsy. Well, here's the question. Go figure. This guy, he's, he's disappeared in April. We just found out now in, uh, in almost November. I mean, October, we find out he's gone. That means that nobody that he knows has heard from him. Mm-hmm. Family, friends, he's Gone off the map. He's off the reservation. So where is this guy? Is he dead? Has he been seized? Is he in a prison cell somewhere? Have they thrown him in the clink with those uh, those uh, poor people at uh, the D.C. Gitmo? Well, I would tend to say he's it's one of two things. Either A, they disposed of him and he's gone, or B, because of the documentaries and he hit on a nerve, how many nerves are exposed and how much do they how much information does this guy have that they want to get and they are holding him and he's having a miserable life yeah until he gives up certain information that um they want we got to find out we got to keep an eye on that story because that's that's an interesting one listen we've run out of time bill again you made an interesting request yesterday. If you're into computers and web building and all that stuff and the internet, uh, we may have some work for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you, you got to contact us, and you can get us at mail at itsanotherday.com. You, you always know you can get to us that way. Now, you can also use the uh, the, the telephone number, the toll-free number, which yep. we changed. 833-538-7868, Yeah, I think it's got a jingle on it right now that answers that way. But I'll tell you what, you know, I may make it, and that might confuse people to where I might just go back and either uh, have Ann uh, record a thing. Thank you for calling uh, itsanotherday.com, or I'll do it. One of us will do it, but either way, when you call the number, it is us. Leave, yes, leave a, a message, and uh, we will get back. If you forget the number, if you forget the email address, go to our website. It's yeah, easy, it's right there. easy to remember. It's itsanotherday.com. All one word. Itsanotherday.com. Yeah, you'll find us on Getter. You'll find us on Truth Social. You'll find us. On Spotify, Anchor, um, what is it? Uh, Google, uh, Amazon, Heart, Amazon. Uh, yep, Apple, uh, Apple, I, Apple Music. I guess they call, is what they call yeah, it. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're on all the regular uh, podcasts. Or there's well, Podbean too. Yeah, uh, there's there's a bunch that I don't even know, and I don't even <laughs> pretend to know. That's true. Hey, listen, um, have yourself a wonderful day, folks, and thanks for being a part of our day. Uh, and tomorrow join us again because, you know, we finish a show and we think, well, I guess that's it. That's it for the news. What, what will be next? And there's always a lot next by the time there's another show. There's as soon as I close this screen yep, and then all of a sudden the news feed comes up, I'm going, damn, I missed that. Story. We should have talked about that. Yep. You know, and then tomorrow morning we'll be looking at the news and I'll go, well, that story's 19 hours old now. It's uh, too late, but None of the news is ever too late, but what's the, the important thing is, is that you got the midterms coming up and if we didn't say it enough, you got to get out and vote if preferably you vote in person. Uh, but you know what? Follow up with that vote too. If you vote, mm -hmm. make sure that your voice was heard. And if it was heard, make sure that these yahoos, whoever they are. Did you say yahoos? Yahoos. <laughs> It's better than Yahoo's. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, I mean, the, the elected officials, and there yes. are good people running for office. Make sure they do what you vote them in to do. Hey, friends, we're done. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye, Bill. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista.